Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Oh, just fine. It's yeah? It's not at all apocalyptic and insane in the world. Well, it is certainly uh, been a bit crazy over the last couple weeks. You may have noticed uh, we did not have an episode on the feed last week because... And we, we came dangerously close to not having two episodes on the feed because we recorded last week and then uh, my wife went into labor about four hours later after I had posted well, two it. Two weeks ago, but yeah. Two weeks ago, yes, two weeks ago. So uh, that's what happened. I was I was away last week because uh, I've been I've been busy with the family. We had a, a new little girl, Isabel, has joined joined the family. And uh, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to be back because all I've been doing is... is screaming two names uh Caden and Abigail as they misbehave knowing that they finally have outnumbered us and mm-hmm. uh in the evening just changing diapers and doing my darndest to help out as much as I can even though um uh is men Kaden are inferior with this stuff to to... yeah is Caden even old enough to go to school yet or did you not even have that extra wrinkle in there now uh well Kate, yeah so Caden is not old enough to go to school so we we are at least lucky in that sense where we don't have to worry about childcare even though we're both home so I'm home uh, I'm on parental leave for uh, the foreseeable future um, nine months essentially and you know I I won't go into detail here if you if you want details on sort of like family life and and my situation and and all that stuff you can go listen to dungeon and diapers i'll I'll be doing a deep dive on on sort of what what's been going on in the family there but uh suffice to say i'm excited to talk about video games and not paw patrol sonic um what else have i been doing oh oh bluey although i gotta say a bit of a preview for uh dungeon and diapers bluey is a fantastic children's show and i know we have listeners who have kids it's on Disney Plus. It's an Australian cartoon. They're seven minutes long each, and it actually portrays what I believe to be an accurate representation of family units, including like parents that they don't just give in to their kids. They just oh, they're exhausted, right? It's it's the first show that I've seen for kids that actually depicts parents in the way they actually are when they interact with their kids, exhausted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so enjoy that recommendation. But we're here to talk about yeah. Fire Emblem Heroes. I think, right? Uh, sure, sounds good. I've been cooped up in my apartment, so it's been so crazy that I'm actually exercising these days. So, oh, nice. I don't even know what day is what. It's it's kind of weird um, that my days are also blending together with what's going on, and the way I've been trying to keep track is just basically the news which is a f- unfortunate way to try to keep track of what day it is because the news oh, is but not the great. news is so cheerful these days <sighs> yeah I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here waiting in because you know my biz the job i work for is heavily tourist focused and at least one of the two big places down here has decided to shut down till may 31st so that's fun mm-hmm yeah, it's it's going to be yeah, we're also looking at the city here has shut down their city services to the 31st of May and the province, which is a state uh, equivalent, has basically shut down 
till the 23rd of April, although they've been doing it in two week increments is, is sort of how they've been sort of dealing with it. So, I mean, not to date this episode much, but I I do hope people are staying safe and, you know, practicing social distancing. And, uh, I know it can be tough depending on where you're living in terms of state to state, country to country. Uh, I know Canada is doing their best to, as a, as a full front sort of trying to, you know, get get on top of this stuff. But, um, it's important to just lead by example and, and still be positive about everything, but, but also practice, uh, all the required, uh, COVID-19 health recommendations. But yeah, it's certainly made for an interesting April so far. Um, however, Faye has been quite busy in its place. Yeah. Yeah. We've got, man, we got lots to talk about. Not a great time to have a baby and skip an episode but we are going to do our best to catch up all this information is is still relevant in terms of what's going on in the game but uh, before we jump into all the news and updates let's talk about banners we've got the weekly revival banner 5 spring festival going until the april 13th that was a weird way to say that new powers going to the 16th of april uh, familiar festivities ending on the 18th and journey begins the new banner we're going to talk about in a little bit going into the 30th of april um i don't believe we're missing a banner it feels like we might be but i can't remember um uh, but it doesn't matter yeah, because yeah. we got the important one so eddie how'd your summoning go on this you know weird and wacky new banner that we're we're dealing with for the first time well, well, before the, uh, we get to that, I want to go right. over the other banners. Um, we have the, if you haven't uh, summoned on it yet, still going on, is that free five-star uh, Fire Emblem Leeds banner with the 30th anniversary thing. Uh, I ended oh, up yeah. getting an Ephraim off of that. Uh, this morning on the weekly, weekly revival banner, I got a Brave Ike uh, from there. Um, but I did also hop into the Mythic banner while it was still running. Uh, and had actually pretty good luck. I managed to get Bramamond in less than 50 orbs. Uh, when I went and finished the ring out, I ended up getting a spare thrust here. So that was pretty good luck there. Um, but uh, yes, the new banner with the new feature, which we'll go over in more detail later, I did hop into that. Um, figuring I'd see what I got in those 40 summons and decide uh, if I didn't stop earlier who I would grab based on what I had already gotten. Uh, from the start, I was going inefficient to what is the recommended most efficient method uh, and was skipping colorless since Forrest being the four-star focus, I wasn't that worried about uh, getting him or not getting him. Uh, it actually was pretty successful getting a Rinka fairly early on. I kept going and ended up getting a Midori. Uh, at that point, I was close enough to uh, finishing out those 40 summons. Uh, I figured I'd keep going, see if I got a Lilith before I got there. And, um, you know, if not, I'd grab her from the free, uh, quote-unquote, free unit, um, which I did not get in time, so I did get Lilith from that. Uh, However, I noticed that my pity rate was still running uh, from before I had gotten the guaranteed summon. And I went ahead and decided to clear out that pity rate uh, probably went a bit, you know, fell a bit deep into that sunk cost fallacy. 
there and uh, went for a little while and did end up in getting another uh, Lilith. Uh, so uh, along the way, I did um, manage to get a four-star forest or two from uh, those three orb colorless when it was the only orb left or finishing a ring after a five-star. I don't remember exactly where he popped up, but I did end up getting all four units on the banner from this. Nice. That's really cool. No, it's good. Uh, it sounds like, obviously, you did a lot more summoning than I did this past uh, couple weeks. Not for the lack of orbs or time. Uh, I still had time to play play Fire Emblem Heroes, even though my life had certainly got crazier over the last couple weeks. Um, but I did notice that still wasn't interested in going back in. The Mythic Banner didn't pull me in, but what did sort of um i want to say attract but it was more or less just interest me in the sense that this new banner this journey begins banner had the was the first to employ this you know 40 summons and then you pick a five star for free for me the and we're going to talk about this in more detail later on but for me it's that's always been my struggle with the game is spending a bunch of orbs and then have knowing in the back of my mind there's that possibility that i won't get a hero or even the one hero i was looking for and i think having that 40 summon feature really changed the way i approached this banner um and i ended up going for i think it was uh it was lilith is it lilith why am i blanking on it lilith is a blue dragon yeah so lilith and rinka the two characters that in, on the banner that i actually remember uh, from that game uh, Rinka especially Lilith also because she's from the very beginning both of them actually are very close to the beginning and stick with you until certain points we won't go into that uh, but uh, yeah so I was excited for both of those so I was pulling on green and blue and along the way kind of just you know going that route uh, I ended up getting a pity break eventually which was or gel or kajel depending on how that's pronounced uh, a five star there. I think I've always pronounced it Kiel or whatever. Something Kiel? Like that, yeah, more like a not a silent Kiel J, or but gel a... or something like that. But yeah, mm. no, that makes sense. Uh, so I got Kiel or Kiel or that guy person. Sorry, that woman. Uh, anyways, uh, got her, and then I I finished the ring, which got me my forty summons, and in that ring finish, I also got Midori, which I was like, oh, that's that's a pleasant surprise. Uh, wasn't necessarily going for, her, but always good to have. You know, an extra person around. And uh, when I popped back in, I got my free summon, which was Rinka, which, again, one of the options, my preferred option, but one of the options I was I was looking for. Um, and then, yeah, so I was really happy about that. I had a, I still have like 150 orbs lying around, so I'm comfortable with that as a free-to-play sort of orb hunter. Uh, I'm good with that amount. Um, and uh, along the way... I got a four-star Altina, which I didn't have before, and a Ferdinand, a couple Ferdinands, actually, as I was pulling on blues. So that was... And note, this is the Blue Lance Flyer Altina, not the legendary or mythic oh. uh, Red Flyer, Sword True. Flyer Altina. Very good point. Yes, not the, not the, yeah, the one that would actually be summonable, right? Like in the new, new hero banner, but yeah. uh, got them pretty stoked about those brought them up to five stars played with them uh for the 30th anniversary banner i so this is the thing uh we'll maybe talk about this a little later but when i pulled up that banner 
I was like, okay, I would really like a female Byleth. I still don't have female Byleth, but that red ocean is just not yeah. worth going after. Like that, that summoning pool, you'd have to be so lucky. And my luck has been real bad in this game lately. So I wasn't even going to attempt it. I was like, okay, I'll pull green. The options there are really nice. Like everyone says, green, green, don't touch colorless. Red's a, a shit storm. Blue's all right, but green is what you want. So I pull up the banner and I get a, a ring of red and one blue. And I'm just like, well, okay, what do I do here? And uh, I went for the blue because I figured, you know what? If I choose red, I'm going to get something that I'll really regret. So I chose blue. <laughs> and then I got female corn and I'm like, ugh. Is she, I think like mine, I think she's lower than five star only as well. So yeah, she's. I could I, be wrong. Maybe this Ephraim is five star only, but still, he's like, oh. Yeah. I I don't know about Ephraim, but I know Corrin's definitely four stars, and she might even be three stars at this point. Since at this she's point, she's game. three and four star because there's, I think, no one that uh, overlaps between four and five star anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, uh, it it was a bummer, but it was also a free summon. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It is what it is. But I was pretty stoked about my journey begins summoning and. I feel really good about that summoning and um, that new summoning sort of uh, bonus. We'll see. We'll talk about it in a little bit because um, we probably have some more thoughts on it. But uh, anything else on the banners? And we can then we can jump into upcoming events because we got a lot to talk about. I can't think of anything else with the current banners. Um, you know, spring one is running short. I uh, didn't get anything special from the new power one when I summoned my free summon there. Uh, but like you said, we do have, we did find, uh, have a bunch of stuff upcoming because we finally did get that calendar. Uh, when I was working on the notes early in the week, we hadn't had it yet, but it popped up this uh, few days later. Uh, so starting by uh, the 19th, our next episode, uh, next planned episode, we have the new limited hero battles which we'll go over in more detail a bit later starting tomorrow uh, we have another double special heroes banner starting on the 14th uh, round of rooker sieges starting on the 15th uh, we have another skills banner starting up as soon as the new power one ends on the 16th this one will be odd wave skills and we have a tempest trial banner and login bonus on the 18th uh, for the tempest trial that is starting on the 21st so good stuff lots yep. of fun coming up rucker sieges Woo! So, yep as mentioned earlier despite the apocalypse going on uh the april showers of news did not stop in Faye. uh you know the joyous news of ryan's second daughter being born last week uh as we kind of expected might happen uh had a skip a week and yet we had not one but two Fey channels, a bunch of new features, new banners, and new events all coming out in that time. So buckle in. We got a lot to get through. Yes, we do. And uh, I will I will first say again, I, and I don't think I said this at the top of the show, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who reached out over Discord, Twitter, Facebook, text message, email to uh, congratulate our family on the new arrival and uh i really appreciate everyone reaching out and, and if i didn't get back to you i don't think i got back to many people because it's just been it's been quite crazy um but i do appreciate it and i know as i start to come back 
and and get the podcast back up and rolling um we're gonna get more you know congrats and, and i really appreciate that so uh thank you thank you but also uh since i've been kind of half and half in things uh eddie i gotta also say thank you to eddie for doing a lot of the notes here we got a lot to cover a majority of this is is uh is his work so i really appreciate that that's not me like pre-blaming him for any mistakes this is me thanking him um but but also a preface that i don't really have a a hundred percent understanding on everything that's happened in the last two weeks so i'll apologize in advance if i screw anything up or appear as though i don't know what's going on that is because i don't know what's going on uh <laughs> so yeah I, I don't mind helping you out i mean i've been really busy with my whole lot of sitting at home and cleaning and walking going on mm-hmm. but i managed to squeeze in a bit of time to work on the notes so you get all your uh all your cherry blossom uh recipes and easter recipes that sort of thing uh easter yes cherry blossom no i got oh. 12 out of the 16 well may- there's always yeah, next year if anyone needs it hit me up in discord there you go. Square clock recipe for the cherry blossoms. We do now have a Animal Crossing channel in the Gamers in Discord. Not we're not launching an Animal Crossing podcast, but we do have that option there for you if you guys are interested in uh, talking about Animal Crossing. Like we're both playing our Switch codes. I believe Eddie's is in there. I can throw mine in there. So uh, enjoy There's, that. Uh, I think it was Whirlwind or Void who mentioned if you just search for SW dash or whatever in the discord it should pull up all the previously mentioned switch codes yes yes last time it was mentioned it's a good good thing uh all right well let's talk about uh first of all let's talk about the fey channel which was the april fools event uh the day after we recorded we got the fey channel as we had been expecting yet it did not carry what we thought it would in fact this was an 8-bit fey channel in honor of the 30th anniversary of the series later this month in the short Fey channel, Fey, without voice acting, tried to make a Fey game in an 8-bit style. While uh, that crashed, we got a special 8-bit map and five 8-bit accessories in the game for an April Fool's event that is still going on for a few more days as of this recording. You automatically get 8-bit accessories of Fey and Phoenix for logging in, and if you beat the three difficulties of the special map, you can get 8-bit Alphonse, Sharina, and Anna. The Anna is on a special infernal version of the map with reinforcements and at level 40, while the other two are the usual level 5 and 15 uh, that special maps like this usually have. So I will first say I attempted these and I heard the Anna one was just especially hard and I'm like, ah, how hard can it be? And it's, I can't beat it. Uh, I don't know if you can, but I certainly can't. I sort of cheated, maybe. Oh, okay. I have a few more days to cheat, so let me know. I, you know, was beating it. I was down to one character left who probably was not going to survive, so I used a um, preemptive uh, Light's Blessing, brought everyone back, and managed to kill the last characters. So, oh, well, that's not cheating. I mean, you could argue that it's cheating, because I didn't beat it with the squad I sent in initially, but... I don't think know. it's cheating. I think, you, I think you played the game, man. Don't hate the... Yep player so hate the game i don't know yeah uh but the, it you know it's interesting and i know a lot of people were a little flummoxed by this seeing this as a fade channel and i gotta hand it to them i don't know what the actual time between this fade channel and the real one was but kudos to them for kind of nailing what i think is the best type of april fool's joke where it's clearly a joke 
but they deliver on something. They give you something as a player, and these 8-bit mm-hmm. accessories, while, you know, silly, still a really cool addition to the game in that it's clearly April Fool's, but it's a good it's a good take on it. And I, I thought the 8-bit map, I want more of that. I thought that looked great, because we've never gotten to experience Fire Emblem in 8-bits. Yep. So, yeah, this is a nice one. Um, I think this dropped either the 31st or late on the 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a few days before April 1st, but the actual map and stuff came out for April 1st. I didn't realize it was actually just an April Fool's joke. Uh, Not really joke, but April Fool's event until I realized, oh, wait, the map starts on April 1st. I see what's going on. And I was actually thinking that we might not get an actual Fae channel. So uh, yet on the second, we got another Fae channel. Uh, this one was more like what we had been expecting, with a bunch of news about the update and new features. Uh, also, uh, this was the debut of Faye's new voice actress. Uh, so now we have Sothis introducing this. I mean, a new voice actress for Faye. <laughs> yeah, and so. I don't know. Did we go into detail on what 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 happened? I think we talked about it last episode. I could be wrong. Did we um, talk about it? From what I've understood and heard, it's just that Nintendo wanted to start doing the recordings here in America. Mm-hmm. I think there was also some timing with the last Fae channel that the voice actress over in Japan was expecting a baby or something, I think I heard. Mm-hmm. Or you may have mentioned. I think I, I did, think, yeah. From what I understood about the reason for the new voice actress, uh, wasn't it dislike of the old one? It was just that for whatever reason, Nintendo wanted to record the Fae channel's voicing for the ones you know the u.s versions here in uh here in the u.s so yeah yeah no it was uh so it's interesting that they've went with sophis i mean i really like sophis voice actress so i'm yeah. cool that she gets to be a, a part it of it does give a does give a new twist to the december sophis shenanigans on twitter yeah it's almost like they planned this the whole time dun dun yeah. dun no i i think it's really cool um it's unfortunate uh that it's unfortunate that the original voice actress doesn't get to continue for logistical reasons um i i feel that pain for sure but uh you know unfortunately it is the thing that makes it a little more annoying to me is more the fact that the logistical reasons she doesn't get to continue is that you know Nintendo of America corporate decided they wanted to record it over here instead of letting them record it over there. You know? Yeah. Because from what you're saying, she's was born American. She speaks perfect English. I never noticed any issues in her voice acting, but yeah, they decided they wanted to do it here. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's just, it, it, you know, maybe there was something where the localization team doesn't like directly working with the Nintendo of Japan team. Uh, but I don't understand that because they're always constantly working together. So maybe, yep. I honestly, it's hard to say. It could just literally be like, a, well, we just want to work with someone local in case we have to do some quick lines and there's not that, well, there's not that 12-hour, 16-hour difference time zones sort of thing. I, I don't know what the difference is between True. Um, West Coast and Japan True, time. if they look at it before putting it out realize oh wait we need to 
adjust this line, they have a better sign, you know, quicker response. It's not middle of the night where they can't get hold of anyone to fix it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, so. it's not a dramatic thing. It's just a, like everyone was, it was amicable in the sense that, you know, the person obviously wanted to keep doing it, but it's not, she's not, you know, lighting the game on fire. Right. So it's, yeah. it's unfortunate, but, um, it is what it is. And I think, uh, the new, the new voice actress is, is fine. Um, I think Sophus was one of my favorite characters of Three Houses, and she didn't get a, a ton of screen time as opposed to the other characters, but um happy to have her My, voice. Because hmm? of story spoilers, um, vanishes partway through. Yeah, I felt as though she wasn't as round as much as you'd think she would be considering she's uh, no. part if, of you. If there's, if there's any, you know, point where she got jibbed, it's the DLC. Oh yeah, she's just not clearly there. Clearly takes place before story reasons why she wouldn't be there, yet you never talk to her or do anything with her. <laughs> well that she won't shut up early on. And she liked to talk, so you'd think she'd be around. That's, but... that's what I meant by she wouldn't shut up early ah. on in the main game. Yeah, for sure. She was constantly talking. Uh all right, well let's let's get into the four point four update because uh we now we now have it, quote unquote. It's in the game. we've downloaded it, right? We have four point four now. Yeah, four okay. point four is live. Went live on the eighth. Perfect. So the new uh, banner and yeah, for sure. Like okay, so the new feature which we have alluded to previously. So there was a lot of new information for the update in the Fate channel, but let's start with the big one. In the video, we were introduced to the new Fate's heroes from the Journey Begins banner, which we'll cover later on. Uh, and also, are you having a? Did you open something? Or did you open no, a loot box? I... Ooh, what'd you get? I don't know what made that noise because <laughs> it sounded like someone opened a loot box. It was like, it could have just been someone's phone. I'm just, I think it was, yeah, I think it was my iPad, which is right next to the mic that just got an uh, update from one of the games on it. So oh, I'm just playing with you. I thought it was funny. Uh, all right. Where was I? Um, okay. So this is a new feature that's coming to new hero banners. On this and all future new hero banners, after we summon 40 units, we'll be guaranteed a 5-star focus unit. After summoning 40 units, when you next return to the summon screen, you have a special summon waiting, and upon going in, you get 4 orbs. This operates similar to the previous Pick a Hero events, where an orb of the appropriate color with the hero faces on it appears with one uh, for each of the focus units, so you pick the hero you want and get a neutral 5-star copy of them. Testing confirms this is separate and does not affect the pity rate on the banner. A couple things to note, this is only on new hero banners, the banners that add heroes that will be added to the normal summoning pool. It is not on mythic slash legendary, special, skill, rerun, double special, or any other banners that have heroes that have already been released in the game. It also is only good for one guaranteed hero. It does not repeat, or sorry, it does not reset after you get a hero. However, it does count free summons such as forging bond tickets and free summon or your first free summon for the banner, so you can start your hunt at five of forty summons. So, so this is a pretty big quality of life thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this is a pretty big life quality of life thing. That was that was it. So what, what do you what do you got? I was just saying that I may have made it a little confusing when I was writing it up. It's um, you get a summon wheel with four orbs. It doesn't cost anything to go into it because <laughs> you've already spent your 40 summons uh 
I, when you were saying it, it just sounded weird the way where you get four orbs. Wait, what? Oh, you know, oh, yeah, you there. get four summoning orbs. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so you, yeah the, sorry. No, you get, so yeah, as you said, you get four summoning orbs. And again, it, it was very, this is where, you know, when they announced this, I'm like, okay, where's the, where's the hitch here? Like, wh- what's, what's the thing? uh you know that we're gonna be complaining about and honestly i mean we'll get to what we're gonna probably complain about but honestly in the implementation of this it works very fairly you know you you the 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 zero of 40 is displayed promptly on the on the summoning screen um as soon as you summon 40 you you get the prompt for the free summon uh it displays the four heroes there's no trickery there's no like oh you know it's whatever colors are displayed no it's the four heroes and you get to pick it's almost as if it's so fair you're wondering like okay what's the catch you know and it it, it, catches that it only is on one type of banner and that's the thing is like to me i can totally see not having it maybe not having it on the mythic legendary i can i can understand that you're already giving me eight percent as a start starting rate for five star focus whatever but i don't see the difference between new heroes and new special heroes those banners are the same to me i agree and i'm hoping they at least expand it to that and maybe they are and they just worded it wrong but Mm -hmm. from everything they worded it said new heroes banners only so and that's my Jeez. thing is, um, I mean, I, I'll ask it because I know the people listening and the people in Discord are going to ask it, but do we know for certain that they've said this is absolutely for new hero banners? Um, in my mind, when you say new hero banners, of course, new heroes are our normal summoning pool. But if you tear down those words and say, well, technically, special heroes, those are new heroes, because they're all new heroes, but they're special heroes. So do we need that qualifier? If they had the qualifier, we'd be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But because they don't have it, there's that question of, well, what's the difference and why why remove it? Like, I don't see special heroes in... I mean, I guess special heroes, maybe there's no chance to summon them once the banner's over, so they're technically worth more money, I guess. So maybe they don't want to be given away free ones. It's just, it's wild. Give me a quick second to fully pull it up again. But Mm -hmm. all they've said is, uh, here we are. The three, five summon, five star summon is available once per new hero summoning event. And that's what it said on the Fae channel. You know, new hero summoning events only. I think, I don't remember exactly. I'd have to pull that up from the serene's forest link but yeah they um, they haven't said it's definitely not for free summon or for special heroes but um let's see this feature only applies to new heroes summoning events that's all they've said and the way it's worded it looks like you're right it is just the new heroes not new special heroes i mean i'm hoping that when the new special heroes pop up yeah, that and... would work. I could see it not working for Mythic Legendary because there's, I mean, one, there's 12 focus heroes on the banner instead of four. So that's kind of a hard ring to show on the screen. And two, everyone's going to be picking the new Legendary or Mythic probably if it was on there. Oh, that's a good point. I hadn't yeah. even thought about displaying 12 orbs. That would be, 
impossible, essentially, I would say. Yeah. Um, Most they could do, theoretically, for the uh, Mythic Hero events is give you one of each color, and it's a random one of the three, but even that would get complaints, I'm sure. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, I implement... I summon on this banner because of the 40 summon free hero thing, and I think it really does help me as a free-to-play player and, a, and an orb hoarder to kind of look at this and say okay i think i spent maybe 160 orbs i was sniping some people did the math in discord and i think 160 was around you know sniping and i think i was going for blue or green knowing full well that like okay if i have in my mind the way to go about this is to have two heroes you want on the banner so you're summoning on two colors and then maybe you get that one hero from normal summoning and then your second hero you get from the free summon and that worked in my mind while i was going through this and i was happy with the results um Mm -hmm. i've been no stranger to say that i haven't been happy with my summoning results over the last couple months and i think this is going to help especially with new new hero banners i haven't been summoning on new hero banners just because of the percentages and now I think yeah. this is this is something where I'm like, okay, if I'm guaranteed to get one of them, there's usually one hero that I was like, if I could walk away with one, that's the one I'd want. Um, yep. And, and I mean, this I, is a way to guarantee that. Yeah. I know. And to to that to that end, I'm stoked that they've added this. Um, I'm just a little perplexed uh, why they haven't confirmed special heroes. I, you were saying the twentieth is when we'll have the new picnic banner. Um, nope. Oh. 20th is when we'll have the special heroes banner but isn't uh, we'll there a bunch of a like bit. picnic we'll go over stuff going we'll, on we'll go over this a bit later okay uh but they did actually announce oh, two right. of the new heroes in the uh special hero event and what the actual theme of this one will be so we are not getting a new picnic banner this year uh we are getting a rerun of the picnic banner from last year but we are getting a special banner for these special heroes this year because it's the 30th anniversary. Uh, we'll go over the details of that later. And you know what? I was looking at the news and I'm like, hey, yeah, there were those two heroes announced. When? How do we get those? And now I'm, okay, yeah. Uh, yep. rip, 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 rip. Let's just go back and <laughs> pretend I didn't. See, this is what I was apologizing at the start. It's like I... I uh, I've kind of been at not it. a problem if you're just kind of you know busy <laughs> dealing with three kids well two kids while so your wife can deal with the third kid um, yes <laughs> some details you see the pictures it's like okay that's cool how do you get them I mean that's how but I interact with realize. the world I just look at the pictures man that's uh, <laughs> yep that's okay well uh, yeah so it's a it's a welcome addition. Uh, I guess we'll see on the twentieth when if they'll add this uh, considering and and again yeah. like. We'll talk about those special heroes in a little bit, but I'm I'm actually kind of excited about those special heroes and knowing that we might not get this feature in that banner is I see this is the thing, like I've I follow the subreddit for Fire Emblem Heroes quite quite often. I wish I didn't check it so often because it's like quarter interesting news slash tidbits, seventy three quarters like just shit posting. So the the ratio's really off there. So but, it's Reddit? Well, you know I what? Joke. I don't follow, I don't go into Reddit often enough, but that's what I've always heard about. I, I joke as well about Reddit. Reddit gets its fair share of criticism, but it's one of the few subreddits that I that I 
subscribe to that that has that off ratio. There are a lot of subreddits that at least they flip it. They go three quarters useful information slash you know helpful posts, one quarter sort of shit posting slash fan art that sort of thing. I don't lump shit posting and fan art in the same same frame, but the Fire Emblem uh, Heroes subreddit has a lot of uh, just just uh, I don't want to say garbage, just like nonsense <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i i'm probably digging a hole here but um the times i've gone into the fire emblem heroes subreddit it's a lot of fan art and a lot of i wish this would happen or uh i guess they're mean it falls under way... fan art or fanfics and stuff yeah. like that so. i love the fan art don't get me wrong it's the meme stuff that i'm just if it makes me sound like an old person i just I, memes it's just it's not it's a waste of time. I don't know. Yeah, for for me, it's less that I've not. It's less that I've noticed a ton of, as you call it, shit posting in there. It's more that I've noticed that if you're looking for actual specific news, it can get buried under all the fan art and memes and fanfics of people, you know, imagining weird situations around the <laughs> castle and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, what I was getting at was basically um, the 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 really good posts that I see come up on the subreddit often end up being people who who submit feedback to Nintendo about Fire Emblem Heroes, and surprisingly, Nintendo will get back to them. And I'm I'm surprised I haven't seen that post. Maybe I missed it because again I've been busy. But uh, it wouldn't surprise me if someone's asked that question of Nintendo and and they have gotten back to them uh, to say like, oh, as of this time, blah blah blah. Like they're usually very like. We hope you continue to enjoy the game, but this is how this feature works, and it's not at all how you want it to be. Um, but well, oh, yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, I'm I, I can wait the week to see what happens, um, but I'm going in with low expectations, knowing that it's probably not going to be the case for special events uh, or special heroes. So yeah, I mean, I hope it gets added to it eventually if it's not already there. But until they say something or confirm it, I mean. It, it's one of the issues I've noticed with the internet and Reddit and all the easy access to voicing your opinion is that a lot more often you see all the people who are upset that someone else doesn't think exactly like them. Mm -hmm. I don't know any better way to phrase it. It's like, yeah, you want it like that, but that's not how they decided to put it like that. And you're not making the game. They are. So, you know. A lot of people feel entitled that it should be the way they want it. Yeah. It feels. No, so, I feel you on that. And I don't think there's any more or less than there were before. It's just easier to see their thoughts and opinions. However, not just this. Yeah, that's a horrible transition. Oh, well. <laughs> now it is. Now it's a new transition. It's already done. Yep. You said so the we word. also have some new game modes in a new filtering feature. Uh, announced in the Faye channel. Uh, it, they're not actually new game modes per se. They're actually expansions of current game modes uh, and a filtering option to help with them. Um, the first new type of is a new type of special map uh, that we mentioned earlier. They're the limited battle maps that are starting tomorrow. Uh, these are special reruns of various Grand Hero battles and Bound Hero battles, uh, but there will be limits on who you can deploy in them. Uh, the image they showed on there showed like a character from a specific game 
or no dancers allowed to be um, deployed. Uh, it's not a guarantee you will always have the no dancer, but there will be some that have that uh, feature that blocks you from using a dancer in there. Um, the first round of limited battles will consist of five battles, a new one becoming available each day starting at the reset tomorrow, uh, possibly yesterday, depending on when you listen, or yesterday or earlier, depending on when you listen, mm -hmm. and will be around until the reset on the 20th of April. Uh, to help with picking the units for the limited battles uh, is the new filter option that I mentioned. Uh, so now when you go to filter heroes, when you're picking heroes, uh, you have an option where you can filter units by game. Uh, so there'll be a little section in your filter area where there's a bunch of little headshots of the main lords of each game, uh, at least by IS's account. Uh, like Sothis is for uh, three houses. It has Ephraim over Erica because I feel Erica is more the main lord of Sacred Sons and Ephraim, but uh, Lynn for Blazing Blade, uh, various like that, ones like that. Um, if you're unsure of what game ahead represents, if you click on it, it will tell you what game it's representing. Uh, so that's a nice little quality of life thing. You can sort characters by game. Uh, the second new game mode is a new type of Lost Lore event, Lost Lore Spoils which, uh, according to the info they gave, is a simplified version of Lost Lore, where the heroes from the Order of Heroes are looking to fill the coffer of the Order of Heroes by searching for local lore to trade for treasure. Uh, so it's not the exact same as current Lost Lore. Uh, hopefully we'll get more details coming soon, or at the very least we'll get those details when it launches at the reset on the 27th. So and stuff yeah this is one of the things that i uh missed out on um over the last two weeks i had no, i i i gleaned over this stuff uh but it's interesting to to hear it essentially now for the for the first time um the limited uh, the filtering by game sounds fantastic because i don't can't think of a specific reason to use it outside of the lost lore like you said to to look for that not just look for the i've been looking for the arrows basically like this guy gives you a boost okay it must be from the series that i'm looking for so yep. it's really good that they're adding that filtering plus it's just nice to have and and honestly surprised it wasn't in there originally probably because it served no purpose and now does um but it's good to have yeah. it now i mean it'll be helpful for the lost lore as well but it's also helpful for the Limited battles, if you can only use characters from Sacred Stone, filtering out everyone who's not from Sacred Stones will help you find characters to use. Mm -hmm. For sure. So. Exciting times ahead as we get more and more features and modes in Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, I'm going to run through the laundry here and uh, go over the monthly updates and other changes that we're going to have coming up. Uh, the usual monthly updates with the Ephemera 4, 5-star Alm Hero of Prophecy, Alwyn Righteous Knight, 4-star Effie, Hinata, Shigir, Teltu, and Python. Now, those are the normal eph Ephemera, right? No, those are the uh, time-limited Ephemera. Time They're limited. only available until like the 28th of May, I believe. Oh, okay. And are they using the... So my Divine Codes, my red ones that I've been collecting, are those gone from my inventory? I have to start all over again? Or, or do those uh, stay? They'll, 
be in your inventory at least until the 28th of this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are Divine Codes 3, Ephemera 3. Okay, so they are different. Uh, and any new events that you've started, like the new Forging Bonds, gives you Ephemera 4, which can be used for these ones. You can still redeem your Ephemera 3 for the ones from last month. Uh, the Bunny uh, Camilla, I think, was one of them, and a bunch of others. Uh, you can redeem the Ephemera 3 for those until the 28th of this month. After that, I do not know if they will vanish from your inventory or sit there and possibly be usable next year. Hmm. So. Okay. Well, uh, okay. Yeah, I haven't, honestly, I haven't played around a lot with the Divine Codes and the Ephemera stuff. Neither have I, really. But I guess if my Divine Code 3s are going to run out, I should at least pop in and collect some, uh, do it, I guess, I should say, and collect some heroes. Yep. Um, but other stuff we're getting in terms of uh, monthly updates, we've got the weapons, new weapons for Gunter, Gaius, and Ursula, and a refine only for Erica and Animus Nessus lady. Not the first Erica, but the second one, the yeah, cavalry Erica. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, we also yeah, got... That, e- that one's always been hard to say. It's an- Anamnesis or something Anamnesis? Like so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Ether Raids, Catapults, Level 7, Ether Resort, three new songs, uh, Mjolnir's Strike, Promotion slash Demotion Adjustments, Team Score Visible When Editing a Team, and Death's Throne to Level 4, Heroic Grails, we got Heath and Silk coming at us, uh, other changes include ability to skip conversations and forging bonds when using auto start. Uh, so, you know, the typical, you know, additions each, each and every month, but... Um, yep. Any thoughts on that? Uh, not much. The only thing is I um, haven't seen it mentioned anywhere, and it, maybe it was there and I missed it from before. Uh, but I noticed in Lost Lore, I have the ability to restart a group uh, without having to repick the heroes right from the end screen. Uh, instead of clicking OK, there's a button under their little image that says Restart. So you send the same group right back out, which has been a nice little quality of life feature might have something to do with the spoils event coming up but hmm. yeah it might have been there and i just missed it but i noticed it this month at least yeah after the update okay interesting yeah no i i had noticed it um but it's good to know uh something that you've always kind of been tackling and and sort of tracking is the sort of the summoning pool and and what that looks like and we've got our yes. uh you've got some quotations here and i'm hoping you can explain it to me because so um, i want to know what's going yes, on yes our our quote-unquote final quote-unquote mass demotion uh it's quote-unquote mass because it's nine heroes that's not really a mass demotion that's just nine people uh, essentially, the nine heroes that got demoted to four five-star heroes after their banners finished last year have been demoted, like they usually do yearly, to three to four-star heroes. Uh, however, the new four-star uh, focus system, that happens as soon as the banner ends now. So a demotion like this will not be happening next year because they've already been demoted. Uh, like, you got that, um, what's his name? Ferdinand von Eyre, uh from your summoning this uh, week, 
Mm-hmm. There was a chance you would have gotten him as a three-star hero. Uh, right. After this, the reason I wasn't really trying for Forrest that much is because after this event, Forrest will be in the three-star hero pool. He'll be a three- and four-star hero. So with the four-star focus, the new hero banners, uh, af- after they end, demote a character straight to the three- to four-star pool. So we won't have any four- to five-star heroes next year to demote. Uh, whether we'll get a demotion of a bunch of year one heroes to four to five star or even all the way down to three to four star or something else, I don't know. But as of this as of this demotion, uh, we don't know whether or not we're getting more demotions or not or whether they're just going to do like, like they did last year where they dropped all the year one heroes out of the new hero summoning pool. Mm-hmm. And we still don't know if they're going to drop the heroes out of the new hero summoning pool, pool for year two this year. My understanding with the the final sort of mass demotion was essentially because they're now the, yeah, I, I get the quotations because like, how can they keep it up long term? But my understanding was because they were already setting a four star unit um, in each banner, in each new hero banner, that was going to be, quote unquote, enough but you're right. We're eventually going to get to a point where removing one out of four heroes right off the bat, is that going to be enough to balance things? You can never say. I mean, we won't know until I mean, we know. Essentially, if they keep doing what they've been doing, whether or not they'll have to have limited pools for rerun banners or not, I don't know. That That's debatable. But if they keep doing what they're doing, they can keep the new hero and new special hero banners as they are. Mm-hmm. in perpetuity without having to even demote the heroes because they're already doing it. You know, if they don't do what they did last year where they drop the year two heroes this year from the new hero summoning pool, it will eventually get so unwieldy they got to do something else. I mean, my, I mean, mine and a number of other people's thing is, you know, Year one heroes don't really have anything that that's that's that amazing, other than a few limited cases like you know close counter and distant counter. You know most of their skills are no longer super powerful and have either already been given out in a unit at four star, or are on easier to access heroes. You know, so why are they insisting on keeping? base Lynn as a you know as a five star only hero so hopefully they'll demote you know a bunch of five star only heroes to four to five star or three to four star mm-hmm. but if they keep dropping from the new hero banner pool they can theoretically keep at least those ones going forever mm-hmm. and they might eventually have to start limiting pools for rerun type banners like skills banners and just rerun spring banners and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's uh, it, it, it's something that hasn't really bothered me as I play the game. I don't think about it that much, but I, I understand it's important. So we'll keep an eye on it as we go forward. And I'm, I think Intelligent Systems has been 
good enough to kind of keep tabs on it like you said they've re- they've completely removed entire years from the normal summoning pool and and uh mm-hmm. as the game continues to exist they're going to have to continue to to look at ways to kind of keep things fresh so yeah and the, and the question with removing year two heroes is does that mean we're going to have a second set of revival banners running weekly along with the current set mm-hmm. because that's kind of their solution for the year one heroes uh, is the revival banners. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I could see at some point having year two heroes uh, exist, um, you know, in, in separate banners and having weekly, weekly revival uh, banners going yep. for year one and year two or whatever year year one, two and year three, four or whatever they end up deciding to do. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say, like, yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I think they'll, they'll look at it and, uh, whatever they end up deciding to do, uh, I'm sure I'll be fine with it. Cause like I said, it hasn't really impacted me, but, um, saying final mass demotion, it just seems odd to put such a finality to it in the sense that like, come on guys. like, And that's kind of what the quotations around final is. It's not guaranteed to be the final but it's the last one that we can predict. They might do more mass demotions in the future. We don't know. But like after year one and year two, when they demoted everyone who was four and five star down to three and four star, we knew what to expect this year. We knew that sometime around now, they were going to take all the people who were on the four and five star pool and move them down to three to four star. Yeah, And now that they're doing that when the banner ends instead of waiting a full year, it's less easy to predict whether they'll do another mass demotion or not. So I'm not saying it's guaranteed to be the final one, but it might be the final one. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, well, let's let's move on because we've got we've got a lot. <laughs> we still got quite a bit to go through. Um we got the 30th anniversary celebration. We alluded to it in the uh, April Fools Faye channel, but starting with the 4.4 update, the 30th anniversary celebration kicked off with the usual stuff like reward maps, 13 maps, one a day, each lasting four days and granting an orb for each of the two difficulties. A grand hero battle revivals, uh, rounding 12 of them rotating every two days until May 1st. A login bonus, this one not being orbs, but items is a fun time and quests it also has a free hero summon with random colored orbs getting a free five-star version of one of the characters that is considered a lead character from the series it also includes a tap battle and two orb packs for an anniversary which with the updated starter support pack which now has brave lynn and the spring and april orb packs meant that five new orb packs launched on the eighth with three five-star heroes Brave Lynn plus Summer Tiki, the young version, and Naga from the Anniversary Packs. It's important to note, if you've purchased the starter pack, the starter support pack with the, uh, with the, the, is it? Black the, Knight. Black Knight, thank you. Um, you can purchase the, the, this, essentially the starter support pack resets, so you can purchase it again. I think it's cheaper than it was before, so. Yeah, it's only five bucks, like, well, five Canadian. Five yeah, it was four Canadian. bucks American. I think it was five bucks American last time, so. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did some currency changes to kind of maybe throw everyone a bone. 
Um, but the last bit of news from the anniversary is that we know two of the units from the Special Heroes in late April, as we get Marth and Sita design to look more like their original art from the 1990 version of Fire Emblem. Let the speculation begin on who will be joining them. Uh, Eddie, so this was the special banner you were you were saying. Oh, yeah, well, we're getting a 30th anniversary banner. Uh, they revealed Marth and Sita. Uh, Marth without his pants. Although it looks like they've given him Spanx or something. <laughs> and Sita in her little short red outfit that you see in the... Uh, far more fidelity than the ones you see in the actual um, the images of the book you see, but far more like the actual designs that you saw in those books. So, if you've ever seen those images of old Marth from his original game, these look a lot more like those outfits. Kind of like the, um, was it the Brave versions, or was it the... Um, uh, brave versions of Almond Celica that looked more like their original Gaiden appearances. Mm-hmm. This is a similar idea for Marth and Sita. Okay, yeah, no, I like that idea. I like, I like the art, and um, that's why I'm kind of bummed out that we're not gonna, we might not get the the forty summon sort of rule, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I I like the way, the way those heroes look. I think it's ex- an exciting idea for a special heroes banner. Um, as for the other two characters that we might possibly get, it's hard to say. I mean, maybe you could see them throwing like a tiki in there. Maybe question mark. Maybe uh, maybe we'll get characters that haven't been released yet. Okay. Uh, maybe they'll pick. Uh, leaders from, like, um, oh, what you call it, genealogy, or even go as far as Binding Blade in their original designs. You know, I don't know how close to the original designs the current genealogy characters are, but those are possibilities. It could be more characters from the Shadow Dragon game, since it is the 30th anniversary of Shadow Dragon, but it is also since that was the first game the entire series so for all we know we could get a Byleth who's drawn to look like they were back like similar to Marth and them mm-hmm. we have no clue what they're gonna do yeah who knows who knows indeed uh I'm excited to see what they do do <sighs> eventually do do um <laughs> So, uh, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on for the 30th anniversary, including uh, an out-of-game online voting thing with no repercussions whatsoever. Is that the case? Oh, well, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these characters show up as in banners based on these themes, but we don't know for sure yet. Um, we have a voting jubilee that every two days they reveal a new theme for you to pick characters that match that theme uh they also launched a retweet repost campaign where you'll get rewards in game based on uh certain floors they set for the number of retweet retweets and reposts um i haven't double checked it but i would not be surprised if first day we hit the thirty thousand required to get the best rewards but we'll see what happens when that shows up uh, so far, the categories have been the hero you most want as a teacher, the most graceful dancing duet, the villain you just can't hate, 
and the one that's currently still active and will be until about 11 p.m., uh, you know, four hours before reset uh, tomorrow, is the most brilliant de detective duo. So it's an interesting little thing. Have you hopped in it at all? I have. Yeah, I did the uh, I did the teacher one, um, and I did the pair, uh, the dance okay. pair. I can't remember who I picked, but it was a funny pick. Let me pull it up because okay. I picked two people who should not be dancing together. Okay. Uh, yeah, for, for me, I went kind of obvious with the teacher and the villain uh, with Byleth and Edelgard. Um, the duo, I was a little more unconventional uh, with my love of K-pop. I chose uh, the closest to that by picking Subasa and Kyria mm -hmm. for the dancing duo. Uh, and for the detective duo, the current one, I ended up picking Claude and Yuri because I feel those two working to together as detectives, nothing would be kept secret for, for very long. <laughs> I think I went with, uh, so I've got it here. I went, so teacher, um, someone did a, like a fan art of, um, so here's the thing when the, I said that, like, I don't know what the repercussions are going to be. I mean, you, you're, you said, well, we don't know that for certain. And I was thinking, well, maybe they could use this mining data to be like, okay, like what fun can we have with special hero banners? And the teacher one, I didn't go obvious. I saw a post on the subreddit. I know I was throwing the Fire Emblem Heroes subreddit under the bus earlier. Now I'm going to tell you what I really appreciate about them is that sometimes they do some fan art that's pretty cool. And they've been kind of running with these voting uh, Jubilee event in that um, they showed Camilla as a teacher. And I thought, okay, that'd be a really cool, like if they did a teacher banner, they could they could have some fun with that one. Um, yeah, and kind of... Yeah, well, that also I I realize saying it now, it's like okay, maybe we don't need a eighth Camilla. Um, but uh, the most graceful dancing duet, I put two Annas. I thought I was funny doing that. Um, okay, but I don't think two Annas are allowed to touch, or else they'll melt. Um, it's some sort of time space continuum thing, so maybe that well, won't work. I think the issue would be more deciding how much each, which one was going to charge which, and how much they were going to charge. Yeah. <laughs> So. yeah like who gets to lead in that sense i guess who how do you oh, know yeah. like that all these questions come to mind that could easily be looked at and, and and picked apart uh also the i again shout out to the subreddit as well trying to redeem myself here unless people have already checked out in terms of my subreddit hate but um the detective um duo they chose uh crom and robin in the sense that they found out who Marth, quote unquote, Marth was pretty quick. Uh, I thought that was clever in terms of a, a fun sort of uh, in-game pairing. So, I, I mean, this is just, to me, it's just honest fun. Uh, I mean, like Detective Duo, I could see being the, um, being used in the, uh, oh, whatchamacallit, Halloween banner. Yeah. Yeah, for I mean, sure. Sherlock Holmes and Watson detective duo. Type outfit for a pair, a duo hero. Um, the teacher one, I mean, it usually takes about six months. That would be October, September, October timeframe. So back to school, doing a back to school one, maybe. Or maybe also Halloween, a teacher in there. Someone in more traditional Japanese teacher. The dancing duet. Feels like a duo hero for the dancing banner they usually have around August to September. 
Um, you know, the villain you just can't hate is a little more... Not sure where exactly they would use it. Maybe, you know, a Fallen Banner or a opposite of the Fallen Banner where they do a Redeemed Banner. You know, take a villain and give them a Redeemed storyline. Yeah. You know, Redeemed design. Yeah, no, I think it would be really cool. I think that would be so. a good fit. And, and again, like, yeah, you could probably look at a lot of these and look at the doing sort of using them for Halloween. Um I would, I I would hope some of these they could, and you know the dancing duo you could look at that for you know the performing arts banners they sometimes do. Um, That's what I was referring to, but yeah, same yeah, idea. no, no, for sure, and and I think you're right. Like the the detective motif would be really cool to see, sort of that like you said Sherlock Holmes look and feel. Um, yep. I'd be down for that for sure. So, all right. The likelihood of my choices being the ones that get picked for those uh, if they do become heroes. Because, I mean, if you really think there's no chance they're not going to take this data and use it to oh pick yeah. heroes for banners in the future, you're out of your mind. They, they put work into this. So it'd be crazy yeah, for them they, to just like, hey, wasn't that fun? And not do anything with it. Oh, yeah. They're going to take a look at the data. They might never reveal what the data is, but they're going to take a look at the data and say, okay, so yeah, we can do these two as this and this and so, you know, but speaking of heroes, we actually got quite a few new heroes, uh, starting with the one that, if it's still around, is only around for the next couple hours or next day or two, uh, which is the new mythic hero, Bramamon the Enigma. As mentioned last time, Bramamon comes from the Blazing Blade game and lost his personality in, study of, in his study of dark magic. Uh, he joins as a colorless infantry tome, shadow mythic unit. Uh, his weapon, the void tome, gives him attack plus three. And if his foe's attack is 50 or higher, grants him attack defense resistance plus five. On top of that, if his foe has a speed of 35 or higher or greater, he makes a guaranteed follow-up attack. Uh, both of those boosts are uh, calculated at the start of the combat, and also both of them will activate if the his foe has penalty on them, uh, which is that usual status condition that we've mentioned. Um, I forgot to jot down the exact details of it, but it's a regular condition that happens. Um, the con- uh, his mythic skill is impenetrable dark, which able, disables the skills of all foes except the one he is fighting during combat. Uh, so any passive boosts from other heroes that happen during combat are inactive, only what the hero has with them. Um, I don't know for sure if it will deactivate like um, buffs that were given at the start of the turn or not. I don't think so, but I haven't looked at the details on whether that works that way or not. Uh, he does also have a new Tier 4 version of Attack Defense Push, which gives him Attack and Defense plus 7 if he is over 25% health at the start of combat. Uh, however, after combat, it does deal 5 damage to him. Uh, and to round out his skills, he comes with Luna and low attack resistance. So. Mm-hmm. Um... We talked a little bit about Brahmamond, uh, our last episode, but, and, and I mean, I don't, we are running late, so I don't want to reiterate essentially what I said, what I think I said back then, but honestly, it's just a hero 
cool. He looks cool. First, mm-hmm. uh, first colorless tome user. That's really neat. Um, yeah. you got him. I remember it, it feels like forever ago. We talked about it, but an hour ago, uh, I could scroll up, but you did just to remind the listeners and myself, you, you were able to summon him, correct? Yep. I was able to summon him and got a Thrasier in the bargain. Nice. Uh, I don't yeah. even think Thrasier was a pity break. I think I just got him and her as I finished the okay. ring. Yeah, I mean, uh, he sounds, he sounds badass. Uh, he looks, he looks really cool too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I think he looks rad. Yeah. It's just not a he, character that he looks cool, and it's intriguing that he has four voice actors. Yeah. So okay, have you had a chance to 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 play around with that in the sense, of, like, do you? Uh, not a ton, really. I I I often play with the sound either really low or shut off because uh-huh. I might be somewhere where I. I'm either doing something else or can't really listen to it. So I've gone to the point where I mostly shut off the sound. Uh, so I really haven't fiddled with it much, but it is interesting. Um, I think after you mentioned it last time that it's supposed to represent the four leaders of the uh, Blazing Blade game plus Alphonse. Um, I didn't double check Alphonse's, but I realized that, yeah, those are the voice actors of Lynn, Hector, and Ellawood. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I, I, I don't play with the sound either. But if people want to, you know, report in about about what that sounds like with having four and voice I can actors, go in and hop in at some point. But yeah, yeah, I would love to know because I think that's certainly very unique outside of this character just being the first colorless tome user. So. Uh, Eddie will uh, check that out and report back next episode. Um, he's also the second of the non-god uh, mythic heroes. Who is the first? I one? guess if you count the OC characters, they maybe not the second, but uh, the first was Altina. Okay. Who one? You know, she was a servant of the god or one of the two gods in the past. You know, those legendary heroes of the past that happen in every other game almost every game mm-hmm. oh okay the 12 elites could pop up as mythic heroes the 12 elites from three houses could pop up as mythic heroes and if they designed them mm-hmm. that'd be really cool i i, I yep. think it would be really neat to see that uh and i'm glad we have started to get a taste of those legendary heroes of 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 old um but uh let's so continuing down the fire emblem heroes path uh just a little bit further but we have four five new heroes to talk about from the journey uh begins banner and we're starting things off with rinka scion of flame rinka is courageous proud and dauntless she can be hot tempered too but that's just part of what makes her a true daughter of the flame tribe as an axe infantry unit, Rinka wields Rinka's club, which accelerates special trigger. Uh, if foe initiates combat or if unit's HP is less than 100% of start at combat, grants attack slash defense plus 5 and special cooldown charge plus 1 per foe's attack during combat. Only the high- highest value is applied, does not stack, and the special cooldown charge granted, even if foe's attack deals 0 damage. She has a new skill in the A slot called Distant Foil, where a sword, lance, axe, bow, dagger, or beast foe initiates combat, grants attack slash defense plus 5 to unit 
during combat and unit can counterattack regardless of foe's range. Rounding out her kit is Bonfire as a special Wrath 3 in the B slot and even Defense Wave 3 in the C slot. Right, so this uh, obviously was one of the characters I went for and also I was hearing she's pretty OP uh, or at least really strong. Um, Also, gotta say her art, I didn't know that many abs were possible. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, she has quite a few abs. And I don't remember her looking like this. (laughs) I don't remember her looking like this in the game. I mean, I guess you only really saw her from the shoulders up, right? Yeah, I'm going to say that's one of the things is that you often only see the character's shoulders up. So it's hard to say for sure exactly what their abs set would have looked like. And I do believe she did have an open stomach in her, you know, sprite. I do remember that. Yeah, I just I was thrown off by the uh, the detail and literally doesn't look like she has a stomach it literally looks like she just has abs so yep. or maybe she has 12 stomachs maybe it's just very very strong woman and um you know uh very uh strategically placed wraps um also like not even like to the point where uh there's even underboob there so like so strategic i i mean i don't understand the the, the science behind it but um, good for you. Go, you go late. And then all the cl- like, all the you know the uh, eccentric like boots and high heels and stuff. It's just it's very cool art. Um, but it's also like I'm thrown off by the apps. It's just it almost looks like too much. Oh man, I looked at her damaged art, and it it just looks even wilder uh, in terms of the way that stomach and the proportions. But it's. It's wild, and and she's got like she's an axe unit, but she's got like a baseball bat, which is really cool. Well, that fits because that was how they did it in Fates. Yeah, in Fates Birthright, they had like it was like special weapons, right? Essentially, in Fates, um, Nor had more traditional swords, lances, um, axes, but Hoshido whichever version you were playing through had um, more Japanese style weapons. They had naginatas, katanas, and clubs instead of axes. So I don't know if Japan doesn't really use axes or not and just uses clubs instead. But clubs were the translation or the version of axes and the um, Hoshido side of things. And like their bows were called Yumi's instead of bows. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I like her. I like, I like her in her Fates game. And I also think her art, it's one of those characters from Fates that comes to mind that we felt we were missing from, uh, in the game. So I'm glad she's here. And, uh, yeah. Um, I am curious about this next hero. And I've already got my answer because um, I can see it here in the notes. But my question was like, is that a, I thought this was an all lady banner because I, <laughs> I looked at forest and I, I didn't play conquest. So I didn't, and honestly, I didn't spend a lot of time with like the kids side of fates, but uh, I thought this was a, and I'm not trying to be like rude or anything or, or, you know, insensitive, but I, I thought uh, forest was a, was lady. <laughs> I did not realize it was a dude. And 
Forrest's uh, father has that same issue with uh, Forrest and his fashion choices. Okay. Uh, Forrest is the son of Leo. And as you can see from his outfit, is a very effeminate young man. Uh, very, as the his epithet shows, fashion forward. Um, as far as I'm aware, he is uh, considered to be straight in the game. Just is very into fashion and cute things and style. Uh, and it, you know, and it, uh, I did play with him enough to get his uh, chats with Leo in the game when we were playing doing our playthrough and. You know, Leo has issues as it goes throughout and eventually comes to accept his son and that his son is strong and does his job well. But, yeah, that is how Forrest was always portrayed. Uh, Forrest, I think, is their standard Lieber-like character who looks like a girl but is a boy in almost every Fire Emblem game. But... You know, he's an interesting character. Uh, he does join Faye as a colorless cavalry healer unit. Uh, he's also the four-star focus unit of this banner. Uh, he has no new skills, but does come with the panic staff for a weapon. Uh, he also has physic as his healing skill and heavenly light for his special. Uh, he rounds out his skills with fortress resistance and resistance ploy. Uh, his resistance ploy is locked to five stars, where the other is available at four. Nice. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's really cool to... Well, it's, it's not cool to hear that Leo also had... I mean, it sounds like he took it a bit farther than I did, where I was just like, I was confused, as opposed to uh, outright upset with the fact that Forrest was uh, dressing in this way. But hey, you know what? What I recall... It wasn't as bad as I kind of made it sound there. It's just he didn't understand. It's kind of he didn't fully understand his son. Uh, maybe thought he was neglecting his duties as a uh, royal child. Uh -huh. It's it's been a while. I'd have to go rewatch it or reread it to remember exactly. But I don't think it's as bad as I kind of made it sound. But he, yeah, he did not understand his son but he did eventually come to accept his son mm -hmm. that's good i mean it's i'm obviously uh if it hadn't come full circle in the game we probably would have heard more about it and i'm glad it did and he 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 came around leo was a bit of a frustrating stubborn character so glad he uh he comes around on his on his own son <laughs> you know that's always a good thing yep. to happen um we also got Lilith, the astral daughter, just as adorable in her true form as an astral dragon. Lilith was helped by Corrin back in Nor, and ever since then, she's served Corrin in her human form. This blue dragon flyer wields astral breath, grants speed plus, uh, grants speed plus three, and unit can move to a space adjacent to support part partner. If unit is within three spaces of support partner, grants attack slash speed slash defense slash resistance plus five to unit during combat. If foe's range is equal to two, calculates damage using the lower of foe's defense or resistance. She has a new skill in the C slot called joint drive attack, which grants attack plus four to allies within two spaces during combat. 
If unit is within two spaces of an ally, grants attack plus four to unit during combat. Rounding out her kit is reposition as an assist, attack slash speed bond three in the A slot, and defense slash resistance link three in the B slot. Um, another character that obviously we spent a lot of time with in Fates, uh, not necessarily in her human form, but in her astral dragon form. Uh, and I agree, you know, super adorable in both forms. Um, but it uh, sounds like this would be a pretty stellar support character if you if you have a team that yeah, would she's, support it. She's another one who has um, effects that can that go off of having set her up with a support partner. Uh, there was one that a little while ago that had gotten a similar weapon skill. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting new little twist that adds a little more um, strategy to it, making sure you deploy her with a specific person at all times yeah mm-hmm. so that's good but. stuff uh let's talk about midori yes midori reliable chemist uh the da- daughter of kaze uh this charming happy young apothecary joins heroes as a red infantry archer <laughs> Her weapon, the Spendthrift Bow, grants her attack plus seven and debuffs her foe by uh, seven attack, giving them attack minus seven during combat, uh, yet slows her special activation by two if she attacks during combat. Uh, she has a new limited-use close counter skill, uh, similar to Rinka's, in that it only works when she is attacked by phys- physical attackers, sword, lance, dagger, bow, axe, and beast foes. Uh, on top of which, the close counter effect. On top of the close counter effect, it grants her attack defense plus five. Uh, she also comes with rally attack defense plus as an assist skill and chill attack. Uh, so yeah, both her and Rinka have those new limited use close counter skills. And if not for the stat boost, it would make Rinka's feel almost useless because. Uh, as a bow unit, Midori uses that will use that co- close counter a lot more than uh, Rinka will, with only dagger users activating the distant counterpart. Dagger and bow users, sorry. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, this was a character that, and I forgot to label it, but hers is called close foil instead of distant foil. Mm. Okay. Uh, I don't, I never experienced uh, Midori much in the game, even though I did play Birthright, but. Um... Well, Midori is available in both versions because you get oh, Kaze that's right. in both versions. Kaze. Kaze. Uh, it's. Kaze, Kaze. Kaze, Kaze, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I did get her and um, I haven't really been, you know, played around with her very much, but art seems cool. I mean, Skill set seems I, cool. I haven't looked at what they're saying about Lilith, but I think Midori and. Rinka are the two to grab on this one. They both have uh, close slash distant counter skills. Uh, I heard you heard Rinka was a powerhouse. I heard Midoriya was a powerhouse as well. Oh, yeah. No, I, I heard, yeah. uh, I've just heard rumblings that this banner in general is just kind of like, woof. They're really uh, yeah. piling it on thick, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. But uh, I'm, ex- I'm, that's exciting. I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, man, Power Creek banner. It's like, no, like, we want, 
more powerful characters, and I think they probably leaned into this one because of the new 40 summon feature, maybe, but um, I'm excited. And, you know, I've never seen... It's been nice to have a Fates banner and not have people complain about a, a Fates banner. So it, well, it feels like they waited like longer. it's been like two years since we had a Fates banner. I know, I mean, maybe not what you wish years, for, right? But... <laughs> it feels like it's been a while, though. So yeah, it's been it? quite a while. Yeah, so I'm really glad we got another one because I think we were due up. But... Um, yeah, and like uh, the last hero to round things out is, is Iago, Nor's Tactician. This is the Grand Hero Battle unit that's currently running right now. Iago is the personal parrot of Garen, uh, the evil sorcerer of Nor. He'll employ any means necessary to assist his master in securing the genie in the lamp, making him a truly troublesome hero to have as an enemy. Um, wait, I think I I wrote this down. I mean, we'll just... We'll just keep moving. Just ignore all that. Uh, that's flavor text. Anyways, Iago is actually a red infantry tome user that wields Iago's tome, which grants resistance plus three. And at start of odd numbered turns, if any foe's HP is less than the unit's HP minus three, and that foe is not adjacent to another foe, inflicts attack slash speed minus four and guard, which is an effect, on that foe. At start of even number turns, if any foe's HP is great or is less than unit's HP minus three, and that foe is adjacent to another foe, and that, okay, inflicts defense slash resistance minus four and the effect of panic on that foe. Uh, that is a confusing ass weapon. We'll come back to that in a bit. I'll round it out with the fact that no new skill, other new skills, but has blazing wind as a special. HP slash attack 2 in the A slot, which unlocks at 4 stars, and attack opening 3 in the C slot, which unlocks at 5 stars. So, Eddie, this weapon uh, seems like it's quite a bit. Yeah, because Bramamons was so easy to understand, too, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, that's um, old news. Yeah, essentially, if you have less, you know, three more than 3 HP less, uh, or 3 HP less, or more than that than him he's gonna hit you with something on either turn odd or even it's just different effect on which turn Mm -hmm. on odd turns he's gonna hit your uh attack stats on even turns he's gonna hit your defense stats and on odd turns he's gonna slow down your cooldown on even turns he's gonna uh turn all your buffs against you yeah Oh, it's uh, it's interesting to see a Grand Hero battle unit kind of get that. But, I mean, that effect fits so well with Iago uh, oh, in yeah. terms of him actually in the game being quite the quite the, the pest, I would say. So, oh, yeah. yeah, it fits for sure. So I'm glad they, they, they kind of kept with it, even though it seems like a bit much for, for a free Grand Hero battle unit. But the rest of his skills are just, you know... Um, I don't know if I want to say they're nothing to sneeze at, but they're certainly not like new, new skills. So, um, yeah, so that's, that is the, that is the new banner, the new heroes available. Um, but we had one late joining piece of news here as before we jet out of the news and topics section, yep. which is our resplendent late, late hero. joining, late joining. Cause the info wasn't given out till Friday, but yeah. Um, yes. Uh, when we got our, resplendent um uh, what's her name azuras yeah we they announced the next resplendent hero and as i mentioned in discord uh eliwood's finally getting his glow up <laughs> glow um 
I mean, it's another one like Cordelia where the art was, I don't want to say horrible, but weird. Weirds might be a better way to phrase it. Weird's a really good way. Um, so he's getting new art and unlike, I mean, I think even if all they did was give him a new face, um, I would have been happy, but, uh, he actually looks pretty good, I think, in the white and gold Asker outfit. Asker and outfit. Uh, another one of those where it's, you know, fine, a really good one, like Cordelia. And, I mean, Sophia was less necessary, but Sophia, was a, I thought, was a pretty good art upgrade. It feels like the um, four-star units are getting better upgrades than the five-star units with their resplendent outfits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think he looks great, and uh, I'll say it here that uh, Resplendent Elliewood marks my return to the Fate Pass, and um, I think it's one of those things where, again, right hero, right look, right time, and uh, yeah. So right now your Fate Pass is expired, right? Yeah, I am currently out of cycle when it comes to the Fate Pass. Uh, Azura did not bring me in, and neither did Sophia or... uh, so you don't have Sophia, you don't have Azura. Are you going to grab the Fey Pass um, before Azura goes away and have Azura be one of your three, or are you going to wait till Elwood launches to grab him? I mean, that's a great question in that I don't... I'm not completely turned away from subscribing to Fey Pass. I think... I honestly think the, the benefits of Fey Pass are really cool, um, it sucks they're behind a paywall. We've discussed that, but however, it all comes down to the heroes and how they look. I hadn't really thought about it until you asked that question. Do I want Resplendent Azura? Yeah, I, I kind of like her art, the new art. I, I don't mind her old art. I don't necessarily need to, you know, wash that old art away. But um, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I might, I might think about that a little bit more because I know I'll get Resplendent Elliewood no matter what. And it might yeah, be nice. And I figured that as much, you know, it's like mine is still going. It's going to expire shortly. I'm going to wait till after Elliwood pops out and, you know, get it then. Mm-hmm. Just are you going to gamble on the um, next two heroes? Or are you going to grab Azura since you know you kind of like her or not? Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I'll kind of, I'll, I'll get two out of three. Which I, I, it's, you're right. It's kind of what I did with the first time I subscribed. I knew I was getting two out of three. I knew I was getting yep. Cordelia and Lynn and I was happy with that. And, you know, so, um, Ike was kind of like, eh, okay, it is what it is. But yeah, like uh, for, for you, you definitely wanted Lynn no matter what. Yeah. So that one, you kind of, since she was the first one, it was kind of a preset thing. Here, you actually have a choice. You're not currently subscribed. You can, Say I would like this Azura design. I like this Azura design, but it's not enough on its own to get me to buy it. But with Elliewood, it's enough. Or you can wait till Elliewood goes away, and by the time you subscribe, you'll know who's coming after him. It's just you'll have lost out on Azura or have to pay five bucks to get her. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I might. Uh, I might. You grab it now. You can get Azura for free, or for the cost of the Fay Pass. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah i might i might jump in and get azura i mean with with uh it depends on the events like forging bonds like you benefits from having the fey pass 
Um, definitely going to get it for the Tempest trials and, and whatnot, but uh, which are coming up soon as well. So, I mean, yeah. We'll have five or six days after Elwood comes out to grab it in time for the Tempest trials. If you want it for the whole Tempest trials, then you're getting Azura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Tempest trials, 10 days, starts on the 20th, goes to the 30th, so... Well, I'll definitely yeah, report. Launches on the twenty fourth. Yeah, so. I'll definitely report back, um, and I'll let let folks know what I end up doing. But uh, we've got a, as expected, we've got a long show here. So let's let's wrap things up by entering into the Elrealm Realm Gate, uh, in which we'll talk about our first story, which is the fact that we have our uh, our free unit uh, has been announced for the Dragon. Dragalia Lost slash uh, Fey crossover part two. And uh, according to Discord and confirmed via Serene's Forest, Sharina will be the free unit for the second crossover event later this month in Dragalia Lost with the first unit. The first uh, Dragalia Lost crossover was Alphonse was the free one, right? Yep. Alphonse was the free one. And then uh, Marth, Fjorm, and Veronica were the summon banner, whatever you want to call it over there. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen any data on who's on the actual summoning thing for the new one and i'm planning not to look into it Mm -hmm. Uh, but sharina was announced um i do want to take this moment to quickly apologize for my overly harsh sarcastic response when it was posted in the discord channel uh seemed obvious that sharina was probably going to be the one chosen to me um and i think part of it was just me trying to avoid getting myself sucked back into Dragalia Lost because I would love to get Sharina in there, but I really don't have time for it. And, you know, it just didn't work for me after a while. So and when I looked back, my response when, uh, I can't remember who posted it, but when they posted it was ruder than it seemed in my head when I was first reacting to it. So and uncalled for. That's uh, all good. So, it's all good. Um, I, I I expect there will be an uptick, and there already has been an uptick in Dragalia Lost conversations in our Fire Emblem channel. And I feel like yep. uh, because it's a because it's a Nintendo um, a Nintendo mobile game, and it and it uh, has a similar mm, I don't want to say look and feel, but like a similar sort of feel, and that you're summoning heroes and summoning stuff. So there is that that sort of connection. I mean, obviously, it is a Fire Emblem channel where we talk strictly about Fire Emblem properties, but Dragalia Lost will probably uh, make a return uh, in 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 strength when this when this uh, crossover event starts going on. I think the the re the relaunch of the first part is April fifteenth, right? I really have not paid any. I know you're trying to stay away from it. (laughs) We talked about that last episode. Uh, So the part two is due at the end of April. Uh, Part one is actually going to rerun April 19th. So uh, if you're excited about that, um, I personally probably going to check it out. Uh, I still have it installed. It's a massive game. I contemplating contemplated deleting it just because it takes up so much space. But then I realized like, "Ah, I better keep it Eddie's not going to check it out. I, I better check it out and see how it goes yeah, my, for this crossover. My tablet's so small that with the other games I have that are massive on there that I don't have enough space for it. And after the Mega Man event and trying to get back in around New Year's, I decided, no, it's not worth it. The spiral thing that's coming seems extra complications. And 
Yeah. <laughs> so I, get I deleted it. I do not intend to reinstall it. Who knows if I'll hold up on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so, but yeah, um, no, exciting that Sharina is joining the game. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Yep. Yeah, uh, one last quick note. Uh, we don't often cover Fire Emblem Cipher in here, uh, but I um, did notice uh, that this October, the set coming out uh, then will be the last Cipher release. So that's coming to an end, conclusion, winding mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And, and you know, shout so. out to Opera in our in our discord who is a cypher fan and often talks about cypher on his podcast with a i'm pretty sure it's called two two hosts with swords two uh i'm sorry opera (laughs) i should have had that handy so i could do a proper shout out um but uh yeah yeah, i think it's i mean they've done a lot more sets than uh some things or maybe that's normal for a card game like that but yeah i think they're if it's not the current set is the twenty second, this final one's going to be the twenty second one set of the game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but it, I mean, it's one of those things where you, uh, you, it, it was a card game that was you know exclusive to Japan only. It was Japan only, never came to North America. I mean, trading card physically probably good for me. Yeah, well, yeah, probably for both of us, uh, considering it is a traditional. My understanding is a traditional uh, trading card game and that you're buying boosters and trying to get your cards. That's always been a struggle for me, especially uh, and and would bring back, um, I don't want to say painful memories, but certainly, you know, great memories and not so great memories of, of buying those yeah. card packs when we when I was a kid and that, you know, you'd for, be spending. For me, it's always a case I get sucked into these type, these card, these physical card games of games i like but never have anyone to play with so they just sit there right a year or two later i realize i'm never gonna have anyone to play this with so i guess i gotta get rid of it (laughs) i can't just have it sitting here yeah for me it was always about like you know spending hard-earned money as a as a kid either allowance or like little odd jobs and then buying a booster and getting nothing and being like and then my brothers would play as well i have three brothers and we would all play like Pokemon, and we'd all buy boosters. My dad would go out and buy boosters at the mall, bring them home after work because we lived in the country. So if he was if he was working before he came home, he'd go pick up some card packs. Um, my parents were always very good at supporting sort of our... Obviously, we'd have to pay for them, but they were very good in like, yeah, you want cards? You got allowance? Okay, I'll go get them and I'll bring them back. But it was always it was always that struggle, that pang of... Uh, of jealousy when you they would fairly distribute the boosters everyone would get one but you'd open shit and your brother would open like a a shiny venusaur and it's like ah but that could have been mine you know um good old rng and that's why that's why i still to this day i'm not a big fan of trading card games it's just it's that side of things uh but that being said the art was really cool um i we often browse serene's forest we cannot give enough shout outs to that website as a resource for this podcast and i'd always see the posts come up for cypher and see the art and i would always look at that art and i'd be like man that's really cool again like eddie glad it's not in north america because i would probably spend more money than i need than needed i mean look at my amiibo side of things but uh, if you want to know how bad i'd be just take a look at me and Faye. yeah so yeah that's you're far better than i am at it at Faye, which is digital version of that kind of oh i feel you i feel you uh 
I'm still, I apologize, Opera. I apologize. I will give you a shout out on the next show. I'm, I'm trying to find his podcast, but I thought it was like two hosts with swords or swords, two hosts, co-hosts. I, I, I apologize, uh, but shout out to Opera for liking uh, Fire Emblem Cypher. Wolf. He does a, he does a Fire Emblem podcast as well. Um, we will get that information and we will, we will do a shout out next week and Opera, please remind me in Discord as well. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's going to do it for this week. A a big show. We're going to end it there, uh, because that's all we had to talk about. (laughs) We did everything. We made it. You don't want to spend another hour discussing, uh, the next chapter of Game Club? No, I I haven't played, but, uh, also no. (laughs) Neither have I. I know. I kind of realized as we were getting close to the weekend, it's like, we got a lot to discuss. I can pause it, skipping Game Club this week, or I can work my way through it but it's like there's so much to discuss it's already going to be a two-hour show which i think it is about at this point mm-hmm. yeah no we're, we're coming up on the two-hour mark um but uh yeah we're gonna end it there and uh we will be back with game club next week we sh- will probably certainly have less fire emblem hero stuff to talk about so it's good timing uh this went well i didn't hear any why, screaming why, babies why'd so. you go and say that it's your own bloody laws now we're gonna have so much to talk about we won't have it's going to be another two-hour show next week. Well, the only way to keep a law active is by continuing to feed it with uh, with the things it applies to. So I can only invoke Murthy's Law by continuing to give it things to, to chow down on. So yes, I will continue to tempt fate. But yeah, we'll, we'll probably be back to normal next week, as I say it again. Uh, <laughs> that's going to do it, Eddie. I appreciate uh, everyone sort of... Um, you know, hanging in there as, as we take a week off, but we're back and we've made up for it in, 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 in this uh, longer than normal episode. You can find our, our the rest of our episodes at gamersinpodcast.com slash Faye. You can email the show, Faye at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers in Discord, which we've shouted out to a couple times this episode. You can check that out at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy, Eddie at Dralfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers Inn for show updates. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.